Welcome to the Table for One podcast, a podcast for those of you who are cooking for one. You'll find interviews with people who are cooking for one, nutrition tips, cooking tricks, and other practical topics for all my single listeners. And all without the mention of dieting or restriction because, well, dieting just kind of sucks. So join me as I explore the realities, the challenges, and also highlight the joys of cooking for one in this busy world. I'm excited to be back and getting back into regularly scheduled podcasting. It's been a nice time to have a break, but I'm excited and have some new ideas coming down the line. So today I'm going to be talking about weight gain and reminding myself that it'll be okay and hopefully in turn reminding you that it'll be okay. Next week I will be sharing an interview that I recorded a couple months ago get to make you kind of feel like life is not as it is. And then the following week will be about anxiety and all of the things going on in life and how to how to deal with that. And then finally the last week in April is going to be another interview. So I'm excited to share those episodes, but I'm also really excited to dive right in and talk about weight gain. So this is actually something that I've been thinking about a lot of because as a lot of you are experiencing, our lives have been flipped upside down. And and I don't mean to trivialize what's going on in the world because there's a lot at stake here and there's a lot that we as people can and need to do, whether we have the opportunity to stay at home to absolutely do that so we can relieve the stress on the healthcare system and and allow people to seek out help and treatment as they need it and to flatten the curve. I know you're hearing that everywhere, but I feel like these are reminders that are good to hear as often as we can and just to remember that it is really, really important for us to do our part. Um, and, you know, other things going on, it's, I mean, our lives are changing right now. We're not able to keep up with our normal habits. And with that can come a lot of stress and anxiety by not being able to keep up with those behaviors that we've been doing that we're taught are so important and so healthy and so good. And all of a sudden we're, you know might be more sedentary than we have been, or we're at home all the time. We're working from home. All of these things in a new environment can be really overwhelming. And I don't want this to be like a Debbie Downer episode, but I also want to, you know, this is real and this is what's happening. And I don't want to downplay those feelings or to put, to feel like it's all positive because it's not, it's okay to feel overwhelmed. It's okay to feel stressed out about things. Um, but you know what? It's not, it's not helpful for us and it can really negatively impact us to be focused on our weight at this time. And, but the thing is, I mean, we're being told by people and by ourselves that it's so important to maintain your weight and to maintain those habits as close as you can. And I'm not saying that you need to just throw all of those habits out and not pay attention to anything because there are some definite benefits, but I think this is a really, really great time to take 
this opportunity that we have of our lives shifting a lot and to think about what we've been doing and, and if it's served us. So by before I actually get into any more information, I wanted to talk a little bit about why I don't like to focus on weight. So like I said, you know, my weight is probably going to change. Your weight might change. And to remind yourself that it's okay. And it's okay because feeling preoccupied with our weight, although it's normal and it's like has been written and cited as being a part of being a woman, which is insane, but also totally makes sense. It can get in the way of other things. Feeling like we're always checking ourselves or are we, you know, holding our bodies in a way that is going to look the best or feel, um, be on the outside the best, um, that can get in the way of other things. It can cloud our judgment to the point of not being able to think about making this world a better place. And that sounds like a little bit drastic, but it really can. I mean, imagine what you can accomplish in general, if you didn't feel the urge to think about your body as much, or my gosh, even at all. Um, but what it does for us as we do focus on our weight and our bodies and trying or being preoccupied with the fact that we need to maintain or lose, what it does for us is it creates this space of fear and that leads us to do things that might not be rational, that might not be good. Um, you know, recently there was an earthquake in Utah where I live and some jerk sent out this text that then just passed like wildfire saying that there was going to be another and worse earthquake within, you know, some people, some had it that was said it was going to be half an hour and others like two hours. And I would like to think of myself as a pretty rational person, but in that moment, knowing that there was a time limit and obviously the time limit is different, but there was nothing rational about what I did. Um, not that I regret what I did at all, but you know, like making sure that things were safe and putting everything on hold. And I did these things that just didn't make sense rationally. And, and I believed in some, and I believed something that didn't make sense rationally. I didn't take one second or one minute to just stop and think, where is this information coming from? <laughs> is this actually legitimate? What, is what they're saying, does it make sense? Not at all. It doesn't make sense at all. No, no seismologist would ever say that, you know, like the earthquakes get worse immediately. That's not, that's not how it happens. And I knew that, but I, I read something that played into my fear at that very moment. Um, and there was no rational thinking at all. And, and we've all been in, in places where we felt that. And sometimes we're lucky to have people surrounding us to say, you know, I've, I've looked into this. I can't find anything that supports it. Or, you know, to just stop and ask you, like, is this helpful for you? Is this making you feel good? And if it's not, then that's a good litmus test. So I hope that that kind of random, but something that I've been thinking about, um, story helped kind of put that into perspective. Um, you know, this, this fear and the restriction and scarcity, my gosh, 
just thinking back to the TP pandemonium, and I hope it's over by now, but you just see a couple of people buying all the TP, which then makes everybody else buy all of the TP, and all of a sudden people everywhere, again, rational people are thinking, I have to buy toilet paper because what if I, what if they run out? What if I don't have any toilet paper? And then you end up with so many rolls of toilet paper that you're going to last for like four years. And that fear of scarcity is exactly what leads to that. And what is, what's the outcome is binging or like buying too much of something that you don't need. And that's the outcome. The when it comes to eating, the biggest predictor of binging is actually restriction. And I think that TP example is the perfect example. And then also the earthquake one too, just knowing that we can be totally rational, rational people, but when something is playing to our fears, whether it's the earth rattling below us or whether it's our weight changing, we're just going to be overcome with our emotion and that side of our brain is going to take over and we might do things that are not helpful, not rational, not necessary and just stress ourselves out and creating panic. And that doesn't lead to us to be able to stop and be rational. Um, so like I said, I'm reminding myself that it's okay if I gain weight during this time and and this might be shocking, and it is for me as somebody who is a dietitian who does not believe in weight loss. I honestly at one point thought that once I learn these things, this rational side is going to come out and it's going to, and it's going to be the forefront of, of my actions and my thoughts and my feelings. But it's not. Again, that fear that's so deep-seated in all of us no matter how we actually feel about things, that's still there and it's going to come out at certain times and it's going to overwhelm our systems. Um, and, and I'm not saying that it's, well, I actually, I'm just going to share a couple of the thoughts that I've had some for longer periods of time and some for just moments, but I feel anxious. I felt shameful. I feel down. I felt empowered about my body and, and feeling okay that it's going to change. I've also felt scared about it. I also didn't think about it at all. I've been upset about it and I've also felt upset about my feelings and so many other things. But as you can see, even for somebody who understands and believes and wants to share that with other people, that I still feel that way. So if you feel that way, but you don't want to feel that way, first of all, know that it's okay to feel that way. You're not alone and it's not bad to feel that way. But it is also important to recognize that those feelings are not those negative feelings, those feelings of fear or shame or anxiety. They don't help us out. That it's not anything to to lead us to be to make health, healthy, healthful choices. It's not anything to lead us to do something that's positive necessarily. And so this is a good time to, once we feel those things, to just stop. So again, I understand that even though theoretically and logically we might think and realize that it's not the most important thing to, to stay at our same weight or to lose weight at this time. There's other things in life that are really important right now, but it's really hard. And 
by me saying this, I'm giving you permission to feel that way. It's really hard because so many places that we see in our lives, even now say the opposite. And I said it before, but I do want to reiterate the fact that this whole mentality of scarcity or restriction. So whether food is scarce, whether you don't have access to food or you don't have access to money, because there's a lot of people who are losing jobs at this time. And, and that's real. And that's really overwhelming. And that leads to some actual consequences, um, that our bodies are going to react by craving and binging. And that's just our body's reaction. And, and I think now is a great time to think back to what happened when you faced restricted foods during or after a diet. Um, you may have been afraid to touch them or you may have grabbed and eat as, eaten just as much as you could. I've experienced it. I've seen it too. And research says that when that that's what happens, that restriction is the biggest predictor of binging. And as much as we have, do have the opportunity to, to control for that on our own, um, you know, it's important for us to do that. Obviously not everybody is always in the, in the position to be able to eat when they want to, when they need to. And it's important to recognize that, but to realize that and being in that sp- scarcity phase leads us to binging or hoarding (laughs) as we saw with the toilet paper pandemonium. So with that said, in reality, these are a couple of things that I keep telling myself that I think are helpful for everybody to keep on, keep in mind to, to realize in reality that what's important right now is for us to stay at home. We can actually make a huge difference by making sure that we're staying at home, that we're washing our hands, that we're doing what we can to prevent the spread of this disease, of this illness, um, and that we're allowing the healthcare systems to be able to, that those in healthcare and the hospitals to be able to do what they need to do and take care of the people that they need to do and not to add to that. Um, in reality, we can and still it's still helpful for us to nourish our bodies. That does not mean avoid certain foods. That does not mean absolutely have to eat certain foods. That's just to feed ourselves and to not restrict. Um, in reality, that means taking care of our well-beings and honestly asking ourselves, does worrying about my weight improve my well-being? And to critically think about that because that's an important question for us all to ask. Uh, also in reality, knowing that this will pass, we will be able to get back to our real life and our past habits at some point and, and we'll be able to get on with life and to move on that even broader than just this, we each have seasons in our lives. And this is something that I talk to a lot of clients about is it might be overwhelming to know that you can't participate in or practice the habits that you want to right now because of whatever reason, but that doesn't mean that you're never going to be able to do that. That's just not the case. Our lives change so much over time and, and, um, that does open the door and allow for us to be able to do that. And again, things change too. So there's that. And also finally to know that your worth is not determined by your weight. Unfortunately, society doesn't play by those rules, but that doesn't mean that you need to punish yourself for that too. That you can 
take your own kindness to yourselves into your own hands, that you can treat yourself and talk to yourself in a way that you would talk to somebody that you cared about that wasn't you. You deserve that and you are able to do that. Um, and, and I think that's a really important rec- thing to realize and to remember. And a couple of things that I saw online that I thought were really helpful. One of them, this quote was from Beauty Redefined, which is a fantastic organization and their Instagram is always so on point. But they said, if you gain weight or you lose muscle or your body changes in some way during this time, this is the time to reframe your thinking away from shame and lack of control and towards the idea that this is all part of your story. Your body bears the marks of this pandemic and is a witness to it. You're a a changing body and nothing to be ashamed of. And I think that's such a fantastic way to flip that script from being afraid and from feeling shame and lack of control to then realizing that, you know, like if anything happens to us, like you get a scar. I'm kind of proud of a lot of scars that I have and they bring back, especially after more time, some great memories, actually some funny times from stupid things that I've done. Um, and those are great, great marks to remember life, um, in our past. Carol Idon, who is a dietitian, she has a fantastic empowering Instagram account as well. And she said, nobody, no one is going to look back years from now and say, I am so glad that I didn't gain 15 pounds during quarantine. They're going to look back and say, I'm so glad we survived a global pandemic. And I think that's also a really important realization to, to keep in mind. It might be really overwhelming now, but in the future, like you're not going to be thinking and focusing on your weight. You're going to be remembering the fact that you survived this and it might've been, and it probably was really hard in some ways, but you did it. So here are a couple other things that we can do. This is a great opportunity to stay virtually connected to people and, and some actually, let me step back a second. Some of these might not seem related to weight, but I think staying connected to others and be able to talk through things is really helpful. Um, taking quiet time can be really helpful too, to kind of ground ourselves and, um, and to be in with our heads and recognize where our thoughts are going and to be present with those thoughts, to be able to not critically, well, not judgmentally be able to think about and recognize what we're thinking and then to be able to make changes or to flip the script if we need to, to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves. Um, it's also a time to get done what you have to get, what you absolutely have to get done, whether it's for work or, or, you know, feeding yourself or, or taking care of yourself or others and to leave the rest of it be, this is not a time that you have to be extra productive. This is not the time that you have to do this or that. Let's just survive at the base And then if we have the desire or the space to do more than that, then that's great. But if we don't, that's okay too, because staying at home is being productive right now. And that's, and that's good. And also, you know, with that being said, the bare minimum, do what you can do, do what's 
um, more than you can do if you want to or anywhere in the middle and to know that some days you're going to, you're going to feel it and you're going to want to do extra other days. You're not going to at all. And you're going to feel all of these range of motivation or emotions or all of those things and know that it's okay to feel all of that. There's nothing wrong with feeling emotions. It's just about, how we're going to move forward with those and what we're going to do in the long term, whether it's to dwell on it or to seek out help and tools to be able to help us cope with those feelings uh, moving forward. Another thing is to remember that emotional eating is not bad. It can be comforting. It can be a great opportunity to think about how we're eating and also to think about the effects of how we're eating on our minds and our bodies. This is a good way for us to tune into ourselves and our own wisdom to be able to make decisions that work for us. This is not based off of what some celebrity is doing. This is not based off of what I say you have to do. This is tuning into yourself and recognizing what foods make you leave you feeling satisfied what amount of food leaves you feeling satisfied what amount of food leaves you feeling not satisfied or overly full and and um maybe you feel stuffed what all of those keep track of all of that and to look as non-judgmental as you can to recognize that because at the end of the day most of us are going to want to take care of ourselves and we can do that better by knowing how we're feeling and how our bodies physically feel with what we eat and to be able to approach it with this feel like with the care is going to be really helpful to actually motivate us to do things that are going to be helpful for us and and to have habits that are going to be long-term or just dealing with things as they are now. Again, there's no right or wrong way to do this. It's just a matter of being aware of how we're feeling and how our bodies are feeling and then to go with that. Uh, also, I think this is really important and so helpful is to think about what you would say to a dear friend if they tell you that they're worrying about their weight right now. So if you're feeling worried about your weight, don't don't go to this negative place because you wouldn't say that to somebody that you cared about and you deserve to be able to care about yourself. Um, do the same for yourself. We deserve that compassion. And, um, and you know what? Having compassion for ourselves means that we'll be able to participate in healthful behaviors. We'll feel less stressed because being always so hyper aware of our bodies and being preoccupied with with how our bodies are looking is so stressful and it's so overwhelming. Um, we'll be so much healthier and happier if we have the opportunity to not do that. And know at the end of the day that this this will pass. Whenever I talk to clients, and I said this before, but I'm going to say it again because it's important. Whenever I talk to clients who are really anxious about not having the time or the ability to do what they think is healthy, um, or what they want to do that know that there's always a season in life. Maybe, maybe you can't go to your favorite exercise class or you can't go and, um, go on a run with all the, you know, your running group or, you know, I mean, not even just exercise related, but all of those other things, like it's not always going to be this way and you can get back to your normal. And now can be a great opportunity to really think critically about what it is that you were doing before and realize 
like what is helpful and helpful for you, what you really enjoy doing and the things that do not do that for you and to, and to, you know, drop those out of your life. So I hope this is helpful to kind of put things in perspective and also just to realize that it's not, it's, it's okay to not feel comfortable in your body, but also realize that that is not, even though it is the norm, it doesn't have to be your norm and you can take care of yourself as you would for somebody else and that you can feel comfortable in your body or get to the point where you just don't think about it. And that's kind of a cool thing. So thanks for joining in. You've been listening to the Table for One podcast with Rebecca. Continue the conversation over in the Table for One Facebook group. Find recipes or work with me over at nourishnutritionblog.com. Or actually, the easiest way is to follow me on Instagram at nourishnutrico. And you can click the link in my profile to get more great resources for cooking for one. Talk to you next week. Oh, 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 oh